Hi, and welcome to Hack the Net, where every week we delve into... No, I don't do that anymore. <laughs> Shit. Uh-oh, what's happening? I thought I could go without the paper for this time, and I couldn't, <laughs> it turns out. I just... The the cadence led me down the wrong path. You still need to hold that feather in your trunk. <laughs> yep. It's the magic true. was in you all along, but no, actually it was kind of in the feather. <laughs> I, I don't have any magic in me or the feather is the secret. <clears throat> Hi, and welcome to Hack the Net, where every week we shout our questionable expertise into the yawning void of the internet. I'm Matt Heron. I'm Jeff. I'm Louisa Heron. And we are in summer. It's oh. happening, you guys. It's 90 degrees outside right now. I thought you were going to watermelon like, at the wild store. stallions. No, yeah, everyone does that joke. <laughs> watermelon, yay! I bought a bunch of sweet corn. I love it. I did that too. Watermelon and sweet corn at the store, that means it's officially summertime. Can't find plums fucking anywhere. They're usually a late summer fruit, aren't they? I thought they were a spring fruit. Mm, well, here, for local ones, they would be late summer. I actually don't know where the market is for those. They were they were everywhere, like, a month ago. Mm. I, I got plums every week, and then they're just gone. And it's too early for peaches, so... Uh, have you checked in the ice box? I heard someone was saving some for breakfast in there. Oh, okay. I'll check. I'll, I'll check right after this. I'm sure I won't be disappointed by some kind of <laughs> shitty poem. <laughs> oh man, I hate that poem. <laughs> <laughs> it's barely a poem, and it's so up its own ass. Yes, but uh, it is excellent for memes, and I really love that a early 20th century poem became a meme. That is true. I also think like. There's two ways that this could have gone down, and one of them makes me really hate the poet extra, and one of them makes me love that poet. William Carlos Williams, I believe? Yes. Either he was like, oh shit, I ate their plums, okay, I'm gonna write this poem, and like, this will be my apology. This is our barter system. I eat plums, you get poems. I'm an artist, I'm giving them uh, something uh, way more valuable than the plums in return. This is this is what I'm doing. This is why I'm doing it. Mm-hmm. Or, he ate the plums and he's like, they're going to be so fucking pissed off. You know what would make them even more pissed off? <laughs> <laughs> is if in addition to not have in addition to no plums, you also have <laughs> smug poem. <laughs> I do uh, like that. That's the and metaphorical... if that was the case, that fucking rules. That's like the trolliest shit I've ever heard. That's the metaphorical equivalent of putting the plum pits back in the fridge. <laughs> yes, it's like one step beyond that. In fact, if that poem was left written, scrawled on a napkin, left on top of the plum pits in the icebox, that would be the ideal way for that poem to be delivered. Yeah, just a post-it that says, sorry about your plums. Yep. <laughs> Franny face. But a really, Modern equivalent. A really long post-it. <laughs> sorry. Several. Several post-its. It has the whole poem in the proper that's formatting. The other thing is that the other thing is that the poem is so fucking long, and if I've just discovered I don't have plums, I need to figure out a breakfast plan stat. I would say I it's it's long for a plum apology note. Plum diet. In yeah. in general, as far as poems go, it's not that long. But no, it's not long yeah, for a poem, but it's way too long for an apology. Yeah. Start with like, hey, listen, I'm sorry, I'll pay you back. Not 
hey, I bet you were really excited about these plums, right? Listen, I've got some news about those plums, but you're going to have to stay tuned after the break for more detail. Looking for your plums? Click here. And then it cuts to an ad for a wine mail delivery service. <laughs> plum. Oh, that's so tragic. Plum wine. Local yep. man solves craving for plums. Roommates hate him. Yeah. Oh, all the doctors in town hate this man for figuring out the secret about plums. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> I don't think we can say it's a bad poem anymore when we get so much joy out of it. Oh, <laughs> uh, we get joy out of how bad it is. The thing of it is, like, the thing that makes me the most angry is that so many people who are into poetry love it. Yeah, I think this is Chris's yeah. favorite poem. Sorry, Chris. <laughs> and, like... Is there anything more poet fan than loving a shitty, terrible poem? Well, what's your favorite poem, Matt? Don't say the Raven Ooh, by Edgar Allan Poe. Why can't I say the Raven? That's why would you do that? <laughs> you nerd, nerd ass. Yeah, get him, get him. I just, you know, that I love that one line because it, it does the thing that I think is like the the pinnacle of poetry. Where it says the silken sad uncertain rustling of each purple curtain mm. and the way that you pronounce the words makes your mouth make the sound of the rustling curtains. That's just brilliant. I do love that. I like that poem too. I don't know what Jeff's talking about. I don't I don't <laughs> like poems. <laughs> Uh, I really like the Nautilus, which is uh, very contrived. There's a certain type of poetry that's very, it's all about the artifice rather than the poem, really. Yeah. And it's one of those, but I do kind of like it, so. I like the Iliad. Oh, no! <laughs> oh, get him. Technically an epic poem. <laughs> um, I like so all those fucking shell silverstains. <laughs> it was so much easier for people to write poetry in ancient Greece where everything ended with one of two uh, vowels. Well, uh, vowels, but I was going to say um, declin de declinations. <clears throat> like, yes, the whole, ooh, you, you wrote the Iliad and it rhymes. Yeah, that's because every noun in Greek ends with the same syllable. <laughs> They hadn't invented different syllables yet. Yeah, they've only got four syllables, guys. <laughs> it's funny, you see that in um, uh, Latin, and you see it in, uh, like, Old English, where so many tangentially related words rhyme so that yep. they fit together nicely in a saying. <laughs> it's yep. very bizarre when you really think about it. That's a yeah. fun idea, that, like, you would coin new words specifically to create a rhyme in a fun saying. I mean, that was Shakespeare's whole shit. <laughs> and also, true. I guess, Dr. Seuss, question mark? Yeah, he I didn't guess. create words so much as noises. Yeah, yeah. And create is a strong word. Yeah, like woozle, that's nothing. He didn't have to do any effort to make a what's-it or whatever. He literally just would write one sentence and then be like, oh, nothing rhymes with flaswangers. I'm gonna have to make up another word, I guess. It's not <laughs> and then he like... got in deeper and deeper, and he's not. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just go back and change it to something to a real word, Doctor Seuss. No, it's it's so it's um it's so beautiful if you think about it because there's no word in the English language that rhymes with Grinch. <laughs> oh man! That's pretty good. Oh, Matt, but to hoist you by your own petard for a second. <gasps> 
what Dr. Seuss was doing was using the sounds to evoke a feeling, much like you just liked in the Raven poem. No, that's the exact opposite. (laughs) If you could just... That's like if instead of that line in the Raven, the line was just, like, note to reader, make a hissing sound with your mouth. (laughs) Like, you didn't do any of the work, Dr. Seuss, you just made me do the thing without any of the artistry. Uh, I guess. I guess that's true. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Louisa, what did you do this week? This week, here where I live, specifically, the cicadas have all come out of the ground. Ew. Yeah. It is pretty wild to just go outside and not be able to walk along a sidewalk or a driveway or anything without stepping on cicadas. They're everywhere. (laughs) Like, you think... You think you know what it's like to see worms out after a rainstorm and be like, well, you know, it's hard to avoid these worms, but I can. You cannot avoid stepping on all these cicadas. Ugh. Terrible. Yeah. This is a nightmare. Is this a <laughs> biblical plague? <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. Uh, and they... You can't hear them on the call, I know, because I checked the mic and it's not picking it up, but I can hear outside all the time the buzz check, of them. Check the mic. One, one, two. That's what you did. That's yeah, right. <laughs> Uh, I can hear them buzzing in the distance all the time. It's like, um, you know an old-fashioned alarm clock that uh, pu- uh, pushes the little hammer against the bell? Yep. So it goes, ding! And it's like a, like an off-kilter ringing of a bell constantly. Yes. Yep. <laughs> Imagine that about two miles away, and that's what I can hear during every daylight hour. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's making me a little bit nuts. Is there any other signs that nature can give us that it doesn't want us here anymore? Uh, do you want it to give more signs, or are you just asking what the other signs might be to keep a lookout for them? I'm saying we should take the hint. Mm. <laughs> I'm saying I think it would have to be a lot more obvious for us to take the hint, because we won't. It's <laughs> been pretty obvious. We have a turbo hurricane every four weeks. Yeah, yeah but we haven't done anything yet, so it's still not obvious tomorrow- enough, clearly. <laughs> What if tomorrow Ted Cruz wakes up and his whole house is covered in cicadas? Just his house and no one else. Ooh, oh my god. That would make me start believing in God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. if 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 specifically he got a plague of locusts. <laughs> <laughs> that, would that would be incredible, actually. If anybody else got it, I'd be like, that's a coincidence. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, and then, so, and then yeah. scientists are like, "No, actually, uh, Ted Cruz just emits a pheromone that's very attractive to insects." <laughs> so that soup he eats, not yeah. soup. <laughs> Is that a thing? Does he eat nothing but soup? Oh, you don't. Yeah, you remember we, we talked this. about this. Yeah, he had a funny story. Matt, you told it before. You tell it better. Uh, so in when he was running for president a long time ago, he talked about how. Uh, when he and his wife first married, uh, they like moved in together after they got married, and he brought basically nothing into the house except for like six hundred cans of soup that he put in cabinets in the kitchen, and she donated all of it because it was way too much soup. And then he went out and bought more and filled up the cabinets again because that's all he ate, I guess, when he was a bachelor. <sighs> He's such a weirdo. He's such a weird, broken person. I just, I just, I just want him to be sad about it. (laughs) Like, he's sad to everyone else. (laughs) We can see it. 
just be sad in yourself. We want you to be sad so that we don't have to be sad for you anymore. He is sad. He he would never admit that. That's what I'm saying. I just want him to admit it. I just want him to go on camera one time and be like, hey guys, listen. I'm really, really sad all the time, and that's why I'm so full of hate, in case you were wondering. Do you think that he's uh, some kind of sex pervert like most of the other bad politicians? Oh, definitely. Yeah. This Do you remember when he reposted that porn thing, and then he was like, oh, whoops, I've been hacked. <laughs> oh yeah, he liked he liked something that was like bigjugs.com or whatever yeah. no, on Twitter. He, he liked he liked a video of a woman stumbling on her husband cheating on her and being aroused by it. Right. Okay. What a fucking weirdly specific thing to be into. <laughs> it's and so... to see that on Twitter and be like, mm, yep, fave. Yeah. <laughs> it's just such a boringly normal fetish. It would be yeah. like finding out he was into feet. Like, yeah, that's the common one. Everyone's you know, into I that. Like it. I like it because if it was feet, there would be something cool about it. He somehow managed to find the one weird sex perversion that isn't sex positive. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, it's somehow both a weird perversion and also still, like, grossly vanilla Christian sex. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I hate that guy. Yeah. He's pretty bad. Anyway, giant insects other than Ted Cruz. <laughs> yeah. They're coming out of the ground <laughs> in their brown shells. <laughs> they're crawling around like weird tater tots with legs. <laughs> it's gross and horrible. Our mother posted so many fucking videos of like oh, no. rivers of cicadas crawling up trees online that I had to stop following her for a few days. Oh my god. Yeah, when I talked to her, I was like, God, there's a lot of cicadas out on the sidewalk. They're very crunchy. She's like, Yeah, they're wonderful. I'm like, Well, it's the end of this conversation. Why <laughs> don't hear anyone about how you think, think that? Yeah, I don't get it. Um, apparently they are, people are eating them in some places. Fine, I don't give a shit about that. But also, some of them have um, hallucinogenic properties because <laughs> some kind of fungus has colonized them while they've been underground. So, Ew. yeah, they cool. might be psychotropic if you're interested in frying up and eating a bunch of cicadas. So I'm not. How desperate for drugs do you need to be that you're like, <laughs> well, one in a thousand cicadas is psychedelic, so I guess I better get eaten. <laughs> I better oh. eat. A thousand cicadas at a time until I start hallucinating. <laughs> also, oh, like, boy. I bet if you just sat down and ate a thousand cicadas, something weird would happen to your body. <laughs> yeah, like instant death. Yeah, maybe. Uh, so... I want something to eat all of them, but I don't want it to be people. I guess other people <laughs> is fine, but not me. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's that's fine for other people. Yeah, I feel like it's very rude to me. Um, sometimes I see a whole bunch of crows will, like, land nearby, and they'll, like, start picking through all the grass in a big clump, and you see grass flying everywhere. I haven't seen them descending on cicadas. Are things just not eating cicadas? I don't know. There's been a, a crazy uptick in the number of wild turkeys I've seen around here. Yes. And not the liquor, Jeff. I know that's where you're going. Yeah, Jeff. Uh, may maybe not. <laughs> you don't you don't know um there's one uh like there's one wild female turkey that lives in the 
forest behind our house and comes out every day at dusk and is like digging around in the dirt eating stuff and i assume that it's probably eating something like cicadas yeah you'd think so but um like i said yeah weirdly i don't see any birds landing and picking through all these creatures that are just out there juicy still juicy from the ground Ew. <laughs> yeah Oh, well. Yeah. Hopefully this won't last much longer for me. I don't know if it will reach either of you, but it's supposed to. I don't think there's a huge cicada population in this area. Yeah. I don't know what uh, makes them choose areas or not. I also don't know how big the area is, because every map I've looked at shows a different area. Jeff, isn't New York, like, overrun with cicadas now as well? I feel like I've heard that. Maybe. I haven't seen any. Hmm. Um. Yeah. Are you enjoying how much it feels like summer in Animal Crossing due to the cicada noises, Louisa? <laughs> uh, not really, because I kind of hate that in Animal Crossing, too. <laughs> <laughs> like, you can't pay attention to the other sounds in the game because there's just cicadas constantly. Are cicadas, I guess they must just be, like, very common in Japan, because the signifier for its summer in all anime and video games is cicada noises. Yeah, I wonder if they have uh, enough types in overlapping uh, lengths that they have them every year, maybe? I don't know, actually. Anyway, uh, Jeff, what did you do this week? Oh, God, what did I do this week? Um, uh, I had something. It's escaping Mm -hmm. me at the moment. Is it about a video game? No, because I already talked about... Uh, Subnautica. Subnautica quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, and <laughs> that's, can't talk about it. Again. Yeah, it's the only video game I've been playing. Um, it's the only video game, Jeff Gloss. Yep, it's the only video game, period. End of statement. <laughs> yep. Um, Put it on the box! You know, the box that Subnautica comes in. Are they doing physical copies of Subnautica for the Switch? Probably. <laughs> Maybe on limited run games. Oh, speaking of, I pre-ordered the first ever North American release of the Sega Genesis game Mega Man The Wily Wars uh, on <laughs> Sega Genesis cartridge from limited run games. Weird. Hmm. Yeah. Um, this is a game that came out in Europe and Japan, but was only available in America on the Sega channel. Which I still don't... Oh my god! Yeah. (laughs) I can't believe I forgot (laughs) that that was a thing! I still don't fully understand what the Sega channel was, or how it worked. I remember using it at a friend's house once. Sega channel, I have to look this up now. (laughs) I don't remember how it worked either. Okay, so you would get a, um, like, specific adapter for it. I guess it would download the games over cable TV service? That can't be right. It would have taken a million years in those days. Uh, But, like, would it, though? Because the games were, like, two megabytes tops. I guess the alternative would be that it was streaming from somewhere, which is also crazy, in 1995. Yeah. Uh, anyway, it was only available on um, Sega Channel in the United States, but now it's getting a full physical deluxe release in a translucent uh, Mega Man Blue cartridge. Um, huh. Yeah, with uh, manual and snap case and all kinds of stuff. That's weird. A manual yeah. in this day and age. Yeah. Uh, it's fun. 
I guess I've sort of become a bit of a collector of Sega Genesis games. I don't want old ones, but I want new releases when they happen, which they do occasionally happen. Hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. <clears throat> oh, and I feel like... Go ahead. I feel like uh, so many people of our age have gotten to the point of realizing that, like... Well, I guess this isn't true for you, Jeff. You're a, you're a lot younger than me, so maybe that's why. But I just don't want more physical things in my life mm. because they take up space. And so, like, I would consider myself to be a collector of old games, but I collect them as ROMs on a, like, single computer... So that I can play them, because I care about the game, not about holding the physical object. And, like, I actually want to sell off a lot of my old consoles, because I don't use them anymore. Yeah. Um, I... The Genesis is, like, one of the few consoles that I'm a stickler for the original hardware, because it looks and sounds a certain way that emulation can get really close to. Um, but it's it's... I don't know. It it might be indistinguishable to a normal person, but the feeling is different to me. you're a little me. bit special. Uh, yes, in that I'm obsessed with the Sega Genesis, and so even psychologically I would notice the difference. Just, <laughs> like, if you... I Maybe a blind taste test, I couldn't tell, but if I know it's not on a Sega Genesis, it's a little worse for me. <laughs> um, now, Matt, no, see, I think what the real difference is, Matt, you are a Taurus, and me as a Capricorn, I like to have physical objects around, so. But don't you want to have <laughs> space instead? No. I, it's true, a lot of things I have I don't care about anymore, like certain old books that didn't really impress me, like, I don't care if I still have those books, but I do like to have the books I love and see them all the time, like, they're my little uh, shrine of things I like, you know? Hmm. I don't know that this has to do with astrological sign as much as it just has I was just to trying to with... piss you off. <clears throat> <clears throat> no, mean, that's, that's me. Fine. I'm the one who hates yeah, that. Yeah, Jeff is the one who hates that. I don't <laughs> care. Um, I think that it, all of us are reacting to different, like, traumas that we've had through our lives. And I know, Louisa, you and I grew up in a house full of clutter and yes. garbage. And I think we both reacted in different ways. Yes, although I think we both can't stand the important phone number that's written on the back of a piece of junk mail, and then that piece of junk mail is taped to the wall. Mm-hmm. But with not <laughs> without a name yeah. on it, so you, you don't know what that phone number is for. <laughs> Fucking ah! <laughs> You're, yes, so I like to make lists of stuff like that. But also, yes. objects that I like, like... Um, like Amiibos. I have a few Amiibos. It's just the ones I like, but I really like to have them and to see them. I just feel like if I don't have a use for a thing, I don't want it to be taking up space in my life. That's fair. I don't like knickknacks very much, because I like to just dust a surface and not move things around, so. Yeah. I like trying to find uses for things. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> what else can I use this the uh, Wario Amiibo for. <laughs> no, I mean, like, I repurposed my the two PlayStation 2s I had sitting in a box by uh, hacking them and installing a hard drive, and I sent one away to a friend of mine. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good, but that is using them for their intended use. Sort of. <laughs> Maybe Sony doesn't <laughs> like the use. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's like, that sort of thing is, is cool to me. Um, mm-hmm. But... Yeah, but that's definitely using them. I mean, though that you've you've taken a useless object and turned it into a useful object. Yes, yeah. 
exactly the thing I'm talking about. Whereas if you were just like, I have four PlayStation 2 stacked on top of each other. I just like the way they look like that. That would make me insane. That would be a cool sculpture, though. No, it wouldn't. Like, bolt them together. It's like, ooh, what if we took these incredibly aesthetically unappealing objects, but put a bunch of them together? Made a lamp oh. Made a lamp out of it? No! Ooh, yeah! Did you say knit the lamp? Because, yeah, what are you talking about? <laughs> I didn't, <laughs> but intriguing. now I did. <laughs> mm, I really like... Art form. I really like when people take old, very old tube, uh, vacuum tube televisions and turn them into, like, cat beds or something. <laughs> I really like that. <laughs> Uh, that it actually infuriates me because of my slight uh, classic video game bent, because those are going, uh, they're like hard to come by, so if you're restoring an old arcade cabinet, you need a tube TV. Mm, well, you're looking for a more modern tube TV. I'm talking about the ones in the, the big wooden cabinets from like the 60s. Yeah, sometimes if you're restoring Space War or Pac-Man. <laughs> <laughs> But your kitty can sleep in there, and then that's cute. Yeah, that's true. That's better than Pac-Man, in a way. <laughs> um, my other thing, I, I've started selling off something I collected, uh, also for practical purposes. I know most people who collected Pokemon cards uh, collected them because they liked to have pictures of Pokemon on a little card. I liked to play the Pokemon card game, and there are very few other people uh, who did (laughs) when I was a young person. Um, So I have like a bunch of cards from maybe the first gen up through the fifth? Uh, um, And right now... For some reason, the collector market is going insane. So I sold a Mew from, I think, 2014 for $50. It's pretty good. Uh, yeah. Did you, did you ever get the card that came free with the ticket to the first movie? Yep, I have that. Uh, I'm going to try selling that soon. I got the card that, uh, that came free with a ticket to uh, the most recent movie as well. <laughs> Uh, actually, it wasn't the most, it was, it's the second most recent currently, I believe. It was the one that was like a remake of the first season of the show. That was in my movie pass days. Mm. Jeff, do you ever play the Pokemon trading card game online? I have downloaded it to the computer that I'm currently using to record this episode. I think I installed it. I have not booted it up yet. (laughs) Because the, the single player, like just against trainers mode is actually pretty good it's what it might be the best trading card game uh single player mode i've i've found so wow i uh yeah. i was a huge fan of the game boy pokemon trading card game as a kid um yeah it's it's definitely got some of that dna i would say it takes this that version and like extrapolates it to a more complex game experience yeah that uh that game was way better than it had any right to be, like, as a video game, right? Like, it it had good music, it looked okay. <clears throat> yeah, I suppose. Um, there was, like, games. a weird time when they released a bunch of trading card games as Game Boy games, and it's like, oh, cool, so you can, like, collect cards and build decks, and it's like, well, you start with all the cards, and... There's only three decks, so yeah, kind of. <laughs> like, you, you can kind of do it, and it's like, well, that's not as fun, I don't think. I think you missed the point of these trading card games. <laughs> I um, I wonder what if, if any of the Yu-Gi-Oh games are any good, because those are all just no. the card game, right? 
Yes. I've never played any of them, but they are not good. Oh, I feel like what you'd want in a card game video game is, like, uh, the Harry Potter wizard chess, where, like, you play a card, which has an effect, and then you get to see it do the effect on screen. Yeah, that's why Hearthstone is so fucking good. Mm, there we go. <laughs> Every card says something when you put it down. <laughs> they all say different things. It's great. Uh, <laughs> some, some of them call you a little baby, and then you have to quit the game. Mm-hmm. That's why I don't yeah. like Hearthstone. Uh, Matt, what did you do this week? Uh, okay, so this is a big twist for anyone who heard me <laughs> talking a big game online a couple weeks ago, because I was gonna hold out, but I didn't, and instead I bought and played through most of Resident Evil 8, hey. Resident Evil Village. Nice. Um, I was gonna hold out for Halloween because it's a good Halloween game, and usually those games come down in price pretty quickly. But then I found out that... The theming of this one, which up until, you know, it came out, everyone was just saying the theming was a big woman, which is fine, <laughs> but not really that interesting to me personally. I found out the actual theming Oh, hold on, is... Matt. She's very big, though. Yeah, did you know how big she was, though? Like She's nine and a half big. feet big. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, listen, that's fine. I don't know that I find a larger-than-average woman any more or less appealing than any other type of woman. Okay. So, I don't know. Anyway, uh, the theming actually is a fairy tale. Mm, yes, I've heard this. So, that is so much more up my alley than just a big woman in a castle. <laughs> um, but what if this I love... big woman was up your alley, am I right? No, what? Jeff. Can we, can we move on from this? <laughs> I don't know! I feel like... I feel like you're going to spend all of your time trying to make sexual innuendos <laughs> about this big woman and not engaging in me talking about the game. And I correct if, if there's any uh, way we can avoid that path, I want to do it. Right. I think so I've gotten I, them all out of the way. Okay. <laughs> I haven't played the game. I only know what other people have said. But the video game podcast, The Besties, I think they all really, really like this one and said it was very good. So I was very surprised because I didn't. I thought 7 was definitely a huge improvement for the series, but it wasn't my favorite thing for a few reasons. Number one, it was like constantly ratcheting up the tension in a way that I didn't find very enjoyable. I thought it was good. It was good storytelling, but it didn't make me happy to play it. Mm -hmm. And so I stopped. Uh, also, it's like... It's complexly critical of like southern poor people in a way that i don't love mm, that's not good <clears throat> um whereas this one is mostly about uh fairy tales and also like the hubris of scientists experimenting without uh considering the like eventual applications of their the stuff they're doing which is fine it's a, that that is something i'm fine with you criticizing as the like thesis of your game mm. um anyway it, it is the whole game starts with uh, a, your wife reading a fairy tale to your baby daughter, and then the rest of the game is you playing out a sort of a horrific, twisted version of that fairy tale. Huh. Um, does, does, do you get to hear the whole fairy tale before the game starts so you know the whole structure of the game? Yes, but... So the fairy tale is obviously not like one that we mm. are all already familiar with. It's sort of like a pastiche. Mm -hmm. Um but it is 
but at the end of it, you're like, I've never heard that one before. And your wife is like, yeah, it's some weird local story that I, that the locals gave me this book when we moved here. Giant woman reached down and gave me this book. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and so it's all about like a little girl who wanders off into the forest and then, uh, she like gets lost and some monsters help her. Uh, but then she like violates the protocols of, of, um, like being a guest in their homes and so they mm. all turn against her and eat her you know very typical fairy tale stuff mm-hmm. um but then as you're playing through the game you encounter the, so there's four monsters in the fairy tale that help this little girl and then there's four monster people in the game that you are fighting against who very loosely map to those from the story but interestingly there is a fifth leader monster named mother miranda who is like a a semi-religious figure in the area Mm -hmm. uh you up until one note i read i was like oh okay so this is like a you know virgin mary analog in this story uh but then she's just there sometimes (laughs) like some people have notes and they're like mother miranda visited me today she brought me some apples thanks bye they're like (laughs) Wait, is this a person or a religious concept? Um, so so anyway, I think, here's my theory. I haven't finished the game yet, so this isn't a spoiler. This is just my guess, but if you don't want to hear it, you can skip ahead. I think that Mother Miranda is the little girl from the story, mm. and the monsters turned her into an evil monster. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, Do you think wa- she's meant to be an analog for Lady Dimitrescu, or however you say her name? I don't understand what you're saying. Uh, in the story you're reading, do you yes. think that Mother Miranda, then when you're living the story, is that Lady Demetrescu? No. Okay. Mother okay. Miranda is another character that we see interacting with Lady Demetrescu all the time. Okay. Lady Demetrescu is, she refers to Mother Miranda as her mother, oh. um, but I think that is sort of a like, you gave me magical powers kind of mother as opposed to you gave birth to me kind of mother. Okay. Um, and also Lady Gemitrescu is a giant spider. Spoilers. Mm-hmm. She She's does have those spider. weird long fingers in some of those pictures. Yep. Okay. She's just a big spider. That's the that's the twist. <laughs> yeah, the um... love sexy spiders, huh? <laughs> way too much. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's such a thing as way too much. Uh, there, I the, I watched Chris play a little bit of this game, and I was um, surprised at how weird it is compared yes. to other Resident Evils. The thing that I think is so cool about it is that it it doesn't like bind itself to one aesthetic. Even in games, in previous Resident Evil games that do a lot of, like, exploring of different environments, it's all kind of like, "Mm, this is gritty urban, or this is, like, weird Appalachian, or this is whatever, you know, uh, a gothic castle in wherever. Um, In this game, you go to Lady Demetrescu's castle as the first level, and then the second level is, like, a weird German dollmaker's cottage, and the third level is, like, a... Uh, like a sunken village covered in fish slime. So yeah. like they are so wildly different each level, which is great. I think it it makes it a lot more fun. And uh, my only complaint so far is that the creepy German doll maker hut 
was like the shortest level by a huge margin and that was clearly the best aesthetic <laughs> i wanted yeah. it to go on forever that creepy doll maker rules i um i watched chris play through the end of the the dollhouse uh and the i think most the of part maybe yeah and the the entire fish village thing <laughs> the fish village sucks i hate that fish like yeah, I don't Fuck, like man. him either. Hey, here's here is a free tip from me to the makers of Resident Evil games. Stop making one of your main villains be made of vomit and constantly vomiting and have their attack be vomiting. That's gross and not fun and everyone hates it and you do it in every fucking Resident Evil game. <laughs> they just got this vomit physics so good they can't I know, resist. they just love it. They're like, oh, but what if this time he's vomiting out, like, poison and, or pus or <sighs> bugs or whatever? It's like, stop! It so- seems It seems like it would be pretty easy to kill that guy based on the fact that he's mostly eyeballs and open sores, but he's pretty yes. hard to kill. <laughs> mm, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know if this is what you were supposed to do, but in that fight, he's just wandering around a village with a bunch of red explosive barrels. So I just waited until he crawled over one and then shot it and exploded him and he died. <laughs> oh, that's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, so, from this uh, podcast, they explained Resident Evil in a way I hadn't heard explained before, which makes sense to me. Haven't played any of the games. But they said they feel like each game is meant to be a different horror movie genre. That hasn't been the case historically, but okay. they've started doing that now, which okay. I think is very cool. Um, I think that Resident Evil 1 through 4 was all just trying to be a zombie movie. Mm, they did mention then, that, yeah. And then they said, like, then, the last one was, um, like, Texas Chainsaw Massacre or The Hills right. Have Eyes kind of thing. Okay. Yep. And then this one is, like, classic universal monsters done in a body horror kind of way, mm-hmm. uh, which is cool. I mean, I think it's very interesting that they make Lady Demetrescu a vampire, and then at the end she, like, turns into a giant gross spider. Pretty good. Um... Also, all of her her daughters, who are, like, the most extremely hot topic girls you've ever yeah, seen in your life. Yeah, that pisses me off. Like, they did so much yeah. work to no, I develop love that. an aesthetic, and then they're like, and then just some scene kids in hoodies. Yeah. Jeff, you can't Ugh. love that. Don't love that. I, th- I think that it's extremely uh, fun and funny that the, like, pin-up model vintage clothing uh, mom has just, like, a bunch of Juggalo daughters. <laughs> no, it's it. not good. <laughs> um, but it turns out they're all just swarms of flies that, like, eh. pretend to be women. Yeah, That's like Juggalos. A lot, of, a lot of vampires, right? And a lot of uh, Juggalos, too. <laughs> I'm sorry, I shouldn't, I shouldn't uh, besmirch the good Juggalo name. <laughs> whoop whoop to our comrades in the struggle. Yep, it's true. If you're a conservative uh, juggalo, though, you can go uh, run into a lake and then breathe in the water in the lake. Go to that underwater fish village. Yeah, yeah. Jeff just gave you the power to breathe water. <laughs> You've always had that power. It just is not very useful. <laughs> <laughs> you can't. You can only do it once. <laughs> um. Uh, yeah, so I've, I've done three of the four bosses. The last one is extremely steampunk in a way that I'm not looking forward to. Oh no, a big steampunk spider like uh, Wild Wild West. 
He's a horse, but yes, he's a big steampunk horse. Uh, it's a robot Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> I mean, you're not lo- you're not far off. I need to look up pictures of whatever you're talking about later. <laughs> uh, I um I didn't play seven because too scary, uh, and I never finished four because too difficult. Um, but I am happy for Resident Evil fans and for the horror community in general that Resident Evil is good again. Yeah, I hope they continue along this line of instead of, like, trying to make everything fit into the action zombie mold, they're, like, willing to get a little crazy with it. Yeah. Um, they still are trying to tie everything to the Umbrella Corporation and, like... Oh, it turns out, I mean, I don't know about this one, but in 7, spoilers for the end of Resident Evil 7, um, the whole thing turns out to be because of a little girl who was in, uh, infected, that's the word I wanted, infected with the T-virus, and it gave her, like, the ability to control people's minds with mold, mm-hmm. uh, which is fine or whatever, but, like, you don't need that. You could have just had it be scary on its own, like... I yeah. feel like if if they could get to the point where they free themselves from... It's like, a, I want it to be like American Horror Story, where they're not trying to make the seasons have anything in common. They just are t- trying to tell a scary story. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm. I, um... Yeah, I mean, the fact that Chris Redfield is in this one as, like, a recurring NPC yeah. probably means that it's going to tie in with Umbrella in some way. Um, well, fucking, the thing that's so bonkers is that you're walking around this, like, old European village, which is maybe all a dream, in which case I guess this makes sense, but, like, there's all these uh, ancient bas-relief sculptures and, like, you know, carvings in stone, and it'll be like, mm, this represents the rebirth of the mother, uh, M- Mother Miranda when she fought against the whatever, and there's all these crow imagery, and then in the bottom corner there's the fucking uh, Umbrella Corporation logo. It's like, oh, no. so, so wait. <laughs> that is kind of fun. Like, they set up no. this whole zombie theme Jeff, park stop, in like, Europe. the shittiest parts of this game. <laughs> no, I, that's so, that's so stupid in such a weird way. Like, for some reason, Umbrella Corp, after accidentally making zombies, their, like, brand recuperation is like, let's make this spooky village. <laughs> <laughs> a thousand years ago. Like, what? <laughs> it's, uh... Maybe they've been around forever throughout human history. I, mean, I wouldn't the- like it if they've been around forever, like, Hydra is an ancient society. No, I, yeah. I want it to just be like they built the Haunted Mansion as a ride in Europe and put real zombies in it. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta do something with all these surplus zombies. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they do need to f- turn a profit on these zombies at some point, you guys. <laughs> yeah, they're making they're them for good. free at this point. I mean, yes. How is Umbrella Corporation solvent after so many missteps? Uh, they just keep getting angel investors. It's like how Netflix has never turned a profit. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they're doing some direct-to-streaming T-viruses that'll turn you into a zombie for fourteen ninety nine a month. <laughs> but you have to keep up that subscription or you turn back. <laughs> 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 right? Tragic. <laughs> and the hard the thing is, it's so hard to remember to pay your bills when you're a zombie. <laughs> I like how we went with that instead of the 
opposite that would be a much right. more reasonable commentary like <laughs> yeah. they they give you the t-virus and then sell you a <laughs> subscription to the cure people no, have that's done too that. real yeah people have done that we live in a society way too much already so. yeah that already happened i think that was the plot of dead rising too <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense oh man all right shall we get into our wiki how yeah i've been yes. staring at it this whole time <laughs> So this is a very saucy episode because I, uh, what we do on this show is we put a random word into the WikiHow suggested articles uh, page and then we answer the questions that are, that are th- what people have been asking to learn how to do on WikiHow. And this week, the word we got was buttocks. <laughs> yep. It's funny. Buttocks. Nice. Not even butt, but buttocks. Like, yep. like a... Like a foppish dandy would say. <laughs> or Forrest uh, Gump. <laughs> I guess. Uh, oh, no, I didn't say buttocks. Yeah. Buttocks. Whatever. That movie sucked. I hated it. <laughs> yes, of course it did. It was just It was just a conservative propaganda movie. Yeah, it had a great soundtrack, though. That's the only thing about it. Is it possible that Tom Hanks has only ever done conservative propaganda movies and even he doesn't know it? <laughs> Was um, big somehow about like yes, you know, capital it was about how tax. capitalism was great. It was about age gap relationships and how they're fine. <laughs> oh, no, oh no, you're right. Oh, is that going to be a future defense for like Matt Gates? No, she was thirty at the time. <laughs> yeah, the big defense. She wished on, she wished on a Zoltar machine. <laughs> oh Christ. Um. Yeah. He he did play Mr. Rogers, lifelong Republican, in that movie. Mm. Now I'm thinking about it. He did play Walt Disney. Yeah, uh, that's definitely conservative propaganda for sure. Castaway Ken- is the libertarian dream. Yep, yeah, it's true. Joe versus the volcano, he defeated nature. Yep. <laughs> Sleepless in Seattle. Um... Uh, he didn't let any I mean, of the you've coastal got mail is legitimately elites. about... What's that? He didn't let any of the coastal liberal elites in Seattle sleep. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> I don't know what that movie is about. Legitimately about how good it is for a big mega corporation to take over. Yes. We should uh, Cloud Atlas. Yeah, that movie's just openly racist. <laughs> well, there you go. Uh, I, I, we shouldn't be too critical of Tom Hanks because all movies are <laughs> conservative propaganda. Yeah, yeah I do love Tom true. Hanks, so. This is what I'm saying. I don't think Tom Hanks realizes it, but when he was like, <laughs> when he signed up for Bachelor Party, he was going on a ride to lead the conservative movement. He got rejected yeah. by the Umbrella Corporation. <laughs> yep. With the R virus, the Republican. Mm-hmm. Yeah, got him. Yep. Pretty good. Okay, buttocks. Yeah. Um, how do you stretch your buttocks before Nordic skiing? <laughs> Um, this is the yuppiest question I've ever seen in my life. Oh, wait, 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 wait. You get a Nordic track machine. Ooh, that's what those are for. No, no, no. That's, that's how you do Nordic skiing. What do you do before you get on your Nordic track is the question. Mm, I assumed it was some kind of real skiing that you could do Nordically. I mean, I mean that's true as well, but both of those are, are Nordic skiing. You need to stretch before that. Um, you just lunge forward real hard until your butt hurts a lot, and then it's stretched. Yeah, it's kind of bullshit how much of stretching is just, like, hurting yourself really badly, but in a way that's good, question mark? Yeah, like, like just hurting yourself, getting to the point where you're like, ow, this really hurts, and then stopping. (laughs) 
not even stopping, just sta- plateauing there. <laughs> mm, Nordic skiing yeah. is the kind where your heel can come up for cross-country or biathlon. Mm. Oh, so I guess you do need to stretch your buttocks? I don't know what muscles do. I don't I know which ones do any given buttocks. activity. I think you should probably stretch your buttocks before you do anything. Yeah, if you do alpine skiing, I think you uh, don't need to stretch your butt. No, I think if you do alpine skiing without stretching your butt, then your butt falls off halfway down. <laughs> yeah, that's what you want. That's why you're doing it. <laughs> it yeah. gives you extra speed, like, a, yeah. like one of those lizards that runs away from uh-huh. It's like alpine skiers bring their knees together and then swish their hips from side to side? You've got to have a strong butt for that. Mm-hmm. No, you want your butt... Strong but supple. (laughs) You want your butt to be uh, loose and as low weight as possible. (laughs) So that everything can flow a little more smoothly from hip to hip. Uh, um, A lot of these are about exercising your butt. And all the rest of them are about how to get rid of some kind of blemish on your butt. Yeah. How are people looking at their butts so closely? Like, one of these is how to deal with freckles on your butt. I don't think I've ever spent enough time looking... What's that? (laughs) Belt sander. (laughs) God. Uh, Yeah, we're in the age of uh, selfies, and you can put your phone down on your butt and (laughs) take a really good look, I guess. I have not done this. I don't think that's a good idea. Mm, I like the idea that you... The lady doth protest too much. (laughs) This is like one of those magnifying um, makeup mirrors. You don't want to do that. You don't want to (laughs) know. Do not take a good look. I I like the idea that it would work like a copy machine where you have to actually sit on the glass of your phone. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I just don't know. Like, that is such a production... I mean, there certainly are people out there who do this, but, like, I can't imagine the headspace you have to be in to want to know so badly that you will work this hard what your butt looks like. Like, I am so happy not ever thinking about my own butt. (laughs) I just don't ever... If I could will myself to not have any butt at all, I would. Well, where would you sit? Yeah. Uh, I would need to take up alpine skiing, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. Always, uh, yeah. always running away from your problems down the ski hill like usual, Matt. Mm-hmm. It's tragic. <laughs> it's one of the the classic plots of stories. <laughs> Man, Man versus, versus nature. <laughs> Man escaping butt. <laughs> no, don't say that. <laughs> Man versus own butt. Man versus God's butt. <laughs> Now, this is very interesting. One of these is how to do buttocks and ne- neck stretching exercises. Oh, boy. Why those two things? Why are those paired? Hmm. There's so much between... There's everything between those two. Yeah, Maybe you're trying people... to you're trying to do that dance where you grab your ankle with one hand and your neck with the other and, like, curl up and stretch back out. That probably is a good stretch for your neck and your butt. Yeah. Is that the sprinkler? Is that what that one's called? Yeah, I think it is the sprinkler. <laughs> you want to stretch out all of the areas of your body. Your neck, your back, other parts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is weird. I'm wondering if this person thinks that there's one exercise that would stretch both your buttocks and your neck. And I guess it's just that dance, huh? It can't be anything else. Uh, the, I mean, the rack. <laughs> I feel like there's probably yoga poses that do your butt and your neck. Hmm. 
where you like lay flat on your back and then like <laughs> flail your limbs and head. <laughs> I've done the downward facing dog and then you kick one of your legs up and you do feel that in your butt and that is pretty That's good. That's true. That but is true. If you move anything above your shoulders, you feel like all your muscles are going to rip apart <laughs> and your body's just going to totally disintegrate. So oh, I, don't I would love that. Oh that man, no, I want that feeling. <laughs> I've just recently learned that there's a thing called, oh, what is it, uh, like, hip, hip, angular hip something, Hmm. where, like, some people just learn to walk in such a way that your hip is angled forwards, Mm -hmm. you know about this? Axial tilt? Incorrect, I have heard of, you know. Pelvic, pelvic axial tilt, that's what it's called. Um, and, like, it makes it so that you're like lower back curves way more than it's supposed to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh and like as a result you can't sit comfortably on the floor and like you get a lot of pain in your hips and uh like basically all of the problems I've had my whole life. <laughs> so mm, okay. I'm that's lo- weird. I'm looking at a picture and uh is this what's up with Donald Trump's butt? I mean, it feels like he was told that his pelvis had an axial tilt and they were like you need to like you know do this to correct it and instead he's like no i'll just lean forward all the time <laughs> he's he's <laughs> to own the limbs you'll yeah. destroy your spine <laughs> Uh, he's less, like, leaning forward and more like a magic trick where the top half of his body is floating a foot in front of the bottom half. <laughs> like, if you ever see a picture of him from the side, it's really hard to figure out what's going on with his posture. Yeah. I don't want to talk about or think about him. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. true. I'm also trying to avoid a lot of the topics on this page, because it... Uh, it's upsetting to think about people. A lot of people want to uh, treat pimples and things on the buttocks. The hard part is there's a million types of advice for this sort of thing, but the way to get rid of acne anywhere is basically just have skin that doesn't have acne. Yeah. Because anything else you do is going to be incredibly hard all the time. I mean, the other thing is, like, if you find the right cleaning regimen for your skin, yeah. you can prevent acne pretty much anywhere, but you need to. It's so unique to each person. Yeah. You just need to experiment. I think a lot of people genuinely have acne problems. I mean, I know that there's, like, serious problems, medical problems yeah. that lead to acne. But a lot of people, I think, have, you know, occasional flare-ups because they learn to use one facial cleanser from their mom or their brother or whomever, and then they just do that forever even though maybe it's not right for them. Yeah. Like I had to try a bunch of different facial cleansers and I was, I would get acne occasionally until I found the one that I use that is like the harshest oil stripping (laughs) that's medically available, but it works great. Yeah. I never get pimples anymore. I think that people just need to be more willing to change up their routines till they find something that works for them. The thing is though, for a lot of things like that, like, um, uh, I used to get a lot of acne when I was younger, and then it just kind of went away, and I don't really have to do anything to my face anymore. I wash it in the morning and night, that's it. But mm-hmm. I think if you have an active problem, there's you have to work very hard to sort of keep it at bay. Like, if you use a certain soap and that works, you have to use that soap every single time. If you forget one day, you get a new flare-up. Like, it's just a nightmare. There's no real cure. Um, <sighs> that's true. And it varies person to person. Like, I had a friend 
who was always having breakouts, so she stopped using soap on her face, and now her skin, like, she just rinses with warm water, and her skin is just perfect all the time. That's nice. <laughs> yeah, so I, I I think that part of, like, part of the issue is sometimes people use too harsh of a product, but yeah, they're... Yeah, that's the problem. They're definitely... Yeah, they're definitely, like, you have to be willing to stop using that harsh of a product, which could make it worse or could make it better. Yeah. Yeah. Use the scientific method. Come up with a hypothesis for your pimples. Yeah. Your butt pimples. Your butt pimples. Yeah. Uh, what about your butt? Uh, your butt boils. Are boils just another word for pimples? I think they're much bigger and deeper. I don't know if they start the same way or not, but they're a more serious thing. But they are the same thing, I think. Really. Hmm. Because it's just an infection under your skin, but it's deeper under the layers of skin. I feel like boiling a butt is a waste, because if you smoke that butt, it's going to get so tender and juicy. Agress! <laughs> I got your joke, but now all I can think of is a combination of the food and the skin conditions. <laughs> Guys, well, there you go. I thought you, I thought you only have a butt when you're done smoking. <laughs> no. It's the part that you throw away. Uh, yeah, I get it. Oh, man. <laughs> I don't know why your joke is worse than my joke, but it is. Uh, because I intentionally told it as a way to uh, kill the momentum. I mean, I also did that. <laughs> uh, but if Teamwork. you smoke it, you're not, you're not going to have a juicy butt, and you want that most of all. Yeah. Well, Wait, does smoking prevent you from having a juicy butt? I've got a quit. <laughs> Ah, we did it! We brought yep. it back around. Uh-huh. Matt, I have a solution for you. It's these short shorts that say juicy across the butt. There you go. Yeah, that's, that's a way to with... subtly make people think that you have a juicy butt. Me smoking an entire pack of cigarettes like that picture of that circus man, but with a pair of shorts that says juicy on it and nothing else. Like that picture of Homer Simpson. Yeah. You need suspenders to cover your nipples, though. Come on. Mm, that's yep. true. Mm-hmm. Or pasties. <laughs> <laughs> or just electrical tape X's. <laughs> Will you wear this outfit for Halloween, please? <laughs> uh, absolutely not. <clears throat> Honestly, the, the biggest problem I have is putting an entire pack of cigarettes in my mouth because I haven't smoked a cigarette in over a year and I don't want to go back to doing it accidentally. <laughs> what, if your tongue touches the filter, you're gonna get too much nicotine, you're gonna be like, shit, I'm no, back on them now. No, but if you walk around all night at a Halloween party with a cigarette in your mouth, you're gonna be like, I could just smoke this. It's right here. <laughs> it's just one more step. Yeah! Ugh, fair That's enough. how smoking gets you. <clears throat> um, how to tone your legs and buttocks during pregnancy. I feel like just walking around with a baby in you... Yeah. Yeah. It's going to do a lot of that work for you, right? Here's the thing. You get 9 months off if you're pregnant. You don't have to That's true. You don't have I to can't... you don't have to work out. You could just not and no one will be mad at you. I can't believe anyone gives a shit what they look like when they're pregnant because I would be like, I'm done. <laughs> yeah, like if oh, I get a little bit sad, I stop caring what I look like. I can't imagine if like my body was exploding in such a way. Yes. I don't understand how you ever tone your legs and buttocks except doing squats. Is that the only uh, exercise for that? Yes. What's that thing where you, like, walk forward, but your knees are always at right angles? Do you know what I'm talking about? Uh, Ministry of Silly Walks. (laughs) (laughs) 
a Monty Python bit. Yeah. It's like a hamstring stretch slash toning exercise where you're like, you like squat down, but your one knee is straight out in front of you, and then your other knee is like pointing right down uh, at the ground. It sounds like you're going to break your knees all apart. Yeah, that's what it is. It's called the knee breaker. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> you get a perfect butt from it. Makes a lot yep. of sense. Yeah. All right. So. I can't believe that, there, that nowhere on here are the hot new thing from TikTok, the butt leggings. Have we all heard of the butt leggings? Nope. No. Okay. Um, they are men. Can we guess what they are? Okay. <laughs> yes. Go ahead. Okay. Are they leggings that have pictures of famous people's butts printed on them? No, next. Uh, God damn it. Leggings with uh, silicone butt pads in them. No, but closer. Mm. All right, you give up. Yes. Uh, They are leggings that are ostensibly made for certain types of yoga and kickboxing, I think, uh, to give you more... Um, freedom of movement through your hips. <clears throat> oh, do they have like bra cups for your butt? Kind of. Oh, God. so they are just tight spandex <laughs> leggings, but they usually are made of like a waffly fabric to uh, give you more movement. Um, they also usually have a, a piece of fabric that looks like a thong. Like that's how they're sewn together. There's a piece that looks like a thong, and then other pieces for the legs, so that. It uh, separates your butt cheeks and uh, makes your butt look uh, bigger and like higher up and rounder. Mm, I so, hate like, this. That, this is this is why TikTok likes them. Oh, are you looking them up? No, I I haven't looked them up. I've gone based on your description, and I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, um, it's a you know thing that is supposed to be for workouts, but it makes your butt look very noticeable and good if you want to look like that. So people are wearing them for that reason, really. I feel like you could make these yourself by getting cheap leggings and then just painting red circles on each of your butt cheeks. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yes. Why don't you start a business then? <laughs> this mm. is the time to get in on it. Yeah, be the change yeah. you want to see in the world, Matt. <clears throat> it's the reverse ladybug. <laughs> uh, okay, yeah. well, I guess we could re- we could finish this up with how do you define your buttocks? Uh, from the crease at the top of the thighs to, I guess, the dimples right before you get to your lower back. That's how I define buttocks. I feel like my buttocks, I need to define them in a more ethereal sense. Like, my buttocks are the the support of my community. (laughs) (laughs) My buttocks are some delicious icebox plums. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I would say I would define mine as... The, the friend I've always had, the, the thing I can lean on and rest on and rely on, and mm. I just, um, buttocks, will you marry me? <gasps> oh, this is so exciting. Ooh. Our first Get down proposal. on one knee in front of your butt. <laughs> oh no, I've broken my back. <laughs> your butt will never have you now. <laughs> oh, I'm no good for anyone's butt. Oh, ironically, getting down on one knee, great way to tone your butt. Mm. That's the walking I was talking about, only <laughs> just swapping knees as you go. When you said you just keep your knees at right angles, I had no <laughs> idea what that meant. Though. Yeah, I'm imagining you have to, like, you can't bend, you keep it at a right angle, and you have to, like, I guess, like, the Russian kick dancing. <laughs> yeah, kind of. <laughs> I bet that would tone your butt real good. Probably. Oh, yeah. Those guys' butts are so fucking strong, they'd have to be. Yeah. 
All right. Well, thanks everyone for listening to us talk about butts. Uh, we appreciate you, and we hope that you enjoyed the show, and we'll tell your friends about it, and also uh, review us wherever you feel will help. Yeah, if you want to go on Amazon and put in a review for our podcast, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, even if it's for a product unrelated to us, if you just wanted to put in your review on, I don't know, your new phone case, uh, also, Hack the Net is a good podcast. That'd be fine. Yeah. yeah. I would Everyone else does that, that shit. Yeah. There's no quality assurance on <laughs> reviews on Amazon. God knows. Yeah. Uh, although you can't, you shouldn't, you shouldn't lie. Uh, and put it on something that you didn't buy because they do put a little thing that says whether you mm. bought it or not. That's true. Mm, that's true. All right. So uh, if you like the show, please do all the things I said before. Ah, and, nice save. Yep. If you want to uh, get in touch with us, you can find us on Twitter at HackTheNetPod. Or you can join our Discord to talk to us by uh, messaging us on Mastodon. I'm at Matt Heron at Mastodon.online. My thing's on the website. I'm Louisa, and you can find me, <clears throat> excuse me, at Louisa at Mastodon.xyz. All right, gang. Sorry we talked about butts so much. Hopefully you didn't I'm not, mind. I'm not I'm sorry. sorry. Okay. No one else is sorry, but I'm triple sorry for <laughs> to make up for it. So uh, so please come back next week. But in the meantime, guys, we can't keep doing this. Keep those pockets on Shrek. Eat your donuts. <laughs>